I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. The government to California, broken hearts and bars unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio I got so many beats on Hands pressed cold against the phone See all the stars
the news delivered to me by my television, my radio, my newspapers, my Twitter feed, has over the last few years become increasingly shrill, urgent, competitive. Fake news, dubious news, genuine news, their purveyors are all trapped in the same spiral, competing for shrinking markets, spoiled for choice viewers, withering ad revenues, distracted late-night surfers, like hapless diners in an echoing restaurant, it only takes one or two raised voices before if anyone wants to be audible, they'll have to raise their voices too, then shout, then bellow, then scream. And if you're screaming, you look foolish if you're not screaming about something dreadful. The slide away from expensive journalism and towards cheap punditry happened long ago. Views, not news. But now the views have to be exponentially strident to be noticed, and the news, well, it has to be bad. Bad news is addictive. If everything your outlet delivers is another slice of awfulness and there's no joy in sight, no possible remedy, no power, no hope, then the consumer of your information is more likely to cling to you as a favoured outlet. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions.
having a He strikes me as the as a distillation of everything that is wrong with the American character. This could be in large measure a caricature, but he has brought the caricature to life. It's a, if you take our materialism and our ignorance about the rest of the world and our satisfaction in our ignorance, our overconfidence, our pretension to greatness, even when we're actually being merely petty, our vanity, our sexism, boorishness, narcissism. I mean, all of these, these are the antithesis of the kind of project you're articulating in your book. A kind of childishness that doesn't have the virtues of childhood. I mean, it's a kind of malignant childhood that just is just all boastfulness and me, 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 without any of the curiosity or sympathy that you meet in actual children. He is the living embodiment of a kind of American grotesque. And again, this I'm a little self-conscious about this calumny against you know America or the, the ugly American, but it's almost like he is a golem that has been conjured by the worst things that have ever been said about us as a country. I mean, it's like you know, if he can't grope it or put gold letters on it, he, it doesn't exist.
more important than everyone else? Is your luggage made of solid gold? Are you smuggling someone across the border in a steamer trunk without air holes? Did your water just break? If you answered yes to any of these questions, fine. You might suck dead bear, but I'll give you a pass at the baggage claim carousel. If you answered no, you must need me to fly my fist in a northerly direction toward your face. Let me tell you why. When a flight lands, I try to hightail it out of the airport. Sometimes I'm forced to check a bag, so I haul ass from my arrival gate, only to find myself jockeying for position around the baggage carousel while I wait for my Samsonite to tumble down the conveyor belt. You'd think I'd be so flippin' happy to be off my flight and out of its Lilliputian seats that I'd just be content to feel my limbs again. Uh, no. The flight mare continues as I elbow my way through chuckleheads in pleated khakis or gamey business suits, with phones clipped to their belts, parents who are wrangling several unruly kids hopped up on M&Ms, and reunited couples engaged in serious tonsil hockey. Who knows if my bag made it to my destination, since I can't see the conveyor belt, let alone get to it. You're listening to my big bag of onions. 
seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. And you. Be seeing 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 you. Starting out the jamming of the night with free a little bit. Rogue, if we're going to get a slow jam, the slow build, that was one of my favorite ones. So they get that in Sugar Shout out. Look, they can't all be singers, all right? I mean, I'm usually down with all the mic songs. Maze just burning the place down as usual. Let me get Horn. I was told several people today that was my predicted opener. Couldn't go with Stash, so I went with Horn. I was only missed it by like six or seven songs. We get a Mike song, a fish debut, crazy sometimes. I think it's one. I think one of the lyrics in that song was Mike gets a little freaky sometimes. Yep. We, forty six days had a nice jam and then Runaway Jim ending the set. We had the simple, the Carini, now it's down with disease and we're done though. We had mountains in the mist to calm down. I needed it. Turned into a bit of a geezer, man. I was wearing down by the time after that first set. This down with disease. So mountains in the mist hit the spot. Waves with you know, a little secondary jamming going on there in waves wasn't quite at the down with disease level then they hit ghost i really didn't have my you know i thought all right nice. it's nice to hear ghost start out with a real heavy opening to ghost and then it just takes off and gives us another amazing jam for the night wombat had a jam wombat follows the ghost jam somehow they pull out you know i have seven trouble you know i felt like those chompers during foam i was having problems with wombat a little bit myself i'm not you, know, you can imagine the f zap of 20 dance moves What are you doing again? You're taking over a radio station? That's not allowed, surely. This has got nothing to do with onions. There is no back, and I might not be Bill, but something's big.
From a very early age, we start observing and making conclusions about ourselves and our environment. Right or wrong, the conclusions we made affected our identity. As adults, we will most want to lie about how psychologically painful realities experienced as children affected who we are today. Perhaps you were raised in a single parent home in which you were neglected by your father. You learned that something was wrong with you. You weren't smart enough, attractive enough, athletic enough. You concluded that to make people love you, you needed to be perfect. As an adult, when someone points out your imperfections, you feel tremendous anxiety, but deny where it comes from. Perhaps you felt ugly as a child because you were teased for your appearance. You learned to eat in response to emotional pain. As an adult, you struggle to maintain a stable weight because your eating has very little to do with hunger. Perhaps you watched your parents fight. You learned to avoid conflict.
Oh, they are great and quaint. Long live our noble queen. Oh, they are queen. Britons are particularly vulnerable to such honey traps. In Europe, only the Swiss spend more per person on online matchmaking services, according to leading dating sites, a market research firm. The English language makes Britons accessible to con men around the world. They are fond of online shopping and banking, so making electronic payments to strangers is second nature. They may even be unusually susceptible to hard luck stories. Britain is the top-ranked European country in the World Giving Index, a measure of generosity produced by the Charities Aid Foundation. Victim support and other charities are raising awareness of the problem, and fearing damage to their business, dating sites are doing more to protect their members. Some pass their messages for suspiciously early declarations of love, or check if profile pictures have been swiped from other sites. That catches a few larcenous Lotharios, but nothing is as effective as what Mr. Masters calls the golden rule: never give money to an online paramour, however charming. Take a cup with your hands to take a drink, in the same way that your father did. And throw a stone upon the river's lid. Watch the circles take you home. Blow the smoke and watch it leave your lungs. And high or not, think of what you've done. Have you not considered life beneath the thumb? Flying solo in your home. 'Cause sometimes it's who, not what you do. Just 'cause your father did doesn't mean that you should too. I don't want to lose you. Don't go away from here. Yes, that sinking feeling of being alone, and it's the weight makes you screech and pulls the skin off your bones.
It's the way it makes you screech and pulls the skin off your bones And I can't help but think as I pick my mouth off the floor Will you still know me in a year? Yes, I'm sinking feeling of being alone And it's the way it makes you screech and pulls the skin off your bones And I can't help but think as I pick my mouth off the floor listening to my big bag of onions. Have you seen those kids' events where the adult helpers wearing different colour t-shirts? It looks a bit like sports day, but it's actually a colour coding system to show if the volunteers are being criminal records checked or not. Those who have an advanced criminal records check, they wear one colour t-shirt, say yellow. Those who have a basic criminal records check, or perhaps no criminal records check at all, they wear a different colour, say red. So what's happening in effect is that the volunteers at the event, who are often the kids' parents, they have different levels of security clearance. Your t-shirt colour entitles you to particular zones of the party. So the yellow t-shirts can help out in the toilets. They can be on their own with a child. But the red t-shirts have to be watched by the yellow t-shirts. They're not allowed to be on their own with a child and they're certainly not allowed in the toilets. You're listening to My Big Bag of Onions. If I were a man I'd be a domineering I'd put you in your place Where you could sit pretty and beg But I'm just a cook Who gets crazy for you And you're the captive crook Stealing my heart away a hand locks the only door hangs a sign that reads beware someone else is sore I thought we had love or was it my imagination I thought we tied a knot or was it more of all time now what's a man to do I bought my 
Is there some sacred state by which one might exist independently of significatory writing? There is not, and never will be. The vesicle needs the charred crust to survive. It needs the scars of the environment in order to navigate and make sense of the energies of its world. This is why everyone is subject to psychopathic inscription, and why many of the criteria seem like commonplace contemporary characteristics for anyone other than a sociopath. It is why the catch-all web of categories in clinical psychology is so contradictory. No one could be autonomous from this psychopathic writing under the current regime of capitalism. Psychopathy is a statement of sanity, of correct formatting. The psychopath is not, like the schizophrenic or the psychotic, a failed script, a subject outside of the social or working code, but an example of capitalist code itself. Oh 
the roles that were placed on me very early. One persistent concept that I observed existing in our language, in our media, was that women are not only supposed to have children, they are supposed to want to. This existed everywhere. It existed in the ways that adults spoke to me when they posed questions in the context of when. When you get married, when you have kids, and these future musings were always presented to me like part of this American dream, but it always felt to me like someone else's dream. You see, a value that I have always understood about myself was that I never wanted children. And as a kid, when I would try to explain this, this disconnect between their roles and my values, they often laughed in the way that adults do with the absurdities of children. And they tell me knowingly, you'll change your mind and people have been saying things like that to me my whole life. Otherwise polite conversation can turn intrusive fast. Does your husband know? <laughs> Do your parents know? Don't you want a family? Don't you want to leave anything behind?
fancy Bill's big bag of onions. And this change all started when I received an envelope in the mail. It was an invitation, not to a birthday party, I didn't get any of those, not to a playground, but to a business plan competition down in Boston. And I was curious, I was just so curious that I had to go, and the program director explained to us that over five months, we would form a team, develop a business idea, and present this idea to a panel of judges, and we actually ended up winning that competition and taking home a check. And that one event sparked my interest for going to more and more of these competitions. And over the next two years of my life, I actually went to dozens and dozens of these competitions, and I was winning almost all of them. Because the one thing that my team would do differently from our other competitors every single time was that while everyone would go up and present their idea and their PowerPoint, we would go to Home Depot, buy supplies, and actually build the idea we were talking about. And the judges were just so blown away by the fact that a bunch of teenagers could go and create things, could make prototypes in eminently viable products. And we won almost every single competition just because the judges loved that we had gone and executed.
I know the zoos protect my species Making me food crack my feces But I can't help it Join me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words, and sound. I'll be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a guppy production for Cone Radio. <laughs>